The 80s were an era of musical excess, and photographer Mark Weissguy Weiss was there to document the biggest and most dangerous bands of the time. From Van Halen, Ozzy, Metallica, to Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses, the Decade That Rock podcast will look back at the period's most historic music and moments through Mark's iconic images. New interviews with rock stars both old and new will give fans a backstage pass to the most hedonistic era in music. Along for the ride is me, Mark's co-host, Greg Alpert, music journalist, comedy podcast host, and 80s rock addict, and I'll help shape the conversation from a fan's perspective. Come with us for a decadent celebration of the decade that rocked. So we're here today to talk about um, the news that just came across about a, uh, the passing of legendary drummer, Quiet Riot, uh, Frankie Benali, and you know what he meant to the hard rock heavy metal community, obviously you as a friend, um, someone you've known for decades now. Um, you know, as far as my experience goes, you know, I obviously wasn't lucky enough to know Frankie, but you know, for what he meant to the community, to, to, to heavy metal and hard rock in general, you know, especially with mental health being really the first record that I ever saw, um, that went to number one as a billboard on the billboard charts as a heavy metal album and sort of took over the world and busted through to bring the genre of music out and, you know, in true rock and roll form and fashion, like we're here, we're not going anyplace. Um, and of course, you know, you had so many experiences with him and the band, um, just kind of like to talk to you a little bit about it, you know, reflect on some of those memories of him and working with them through the years. Um, you know, anything you want to say or reflect back to? Yeah, well, I mean, the, my first time meet, not meeting him, but watching him perform was at the at the US Festival, 1983. I was there with uh, Ozzy, and I had all access, and I shot all the bands. I didn't know who Quiet Riot was. I never heard of them. Uh, they got on stage. I shot them, and I was blown away. I mean, totally blown away by everybody, by Rudy, by Carlos, by Frankie, and by Kevin. I mean. Uh, unbelievable and they they had that audience of almost 400,000 people like you know rocking them out you know and uh they were just starting to get known uh they got their deal uh I believe they were gonna go get ready to go on tour and I they were opening up for Black Sabbath at the garden and I'm like I gotta I gotta do something with them and I was working with Faces Magazine at the time and we arranged a photo shoot and Frankie surprised me with uh, an idea he had uh, where he got a uh, a big tarp and he he started drawing on it or he you know he was doing it while I was there he had an idea to do graffiti on it so he wrote Quiet Riot and we wrapped him uh, we wrapped the whole band in it you know after the show when they were all sweaty uh, no clothes on wow. you know so we had fun it was like you know it was really uh, I was just starting to you know uh, you know, tour with a lot of the bands and they were definitely one that I wanted to tour with. And from that photo shoot, um, they pulled the photo out of it and they used it for, uh, for Bang Your Head, which they released shortly after. Um, I got it right here, actually. That's, uh, that's awesome. I, I have a few keepsakes that, that mean a lot to me that are, are around my office. And that's one of them uh, because it was my really one of my first single sleeves and the success they had with Bang Your Head with uh, the, the album Metal Health really did a lot for, for me and my photography as well as for the bands. And we really owe a lot to that band, you know, because uh, the record companies 
opened their eyes when they went to number one and they started signing bands left and right. Uh, and uh, we became friends right away, you know, the whole band, you know, especially Kevin. Uh, Kevin was great. Uh, he, every time I came to LA, he would let me stay at his house and yeah. gave me, gave me keys, whether he was on the road or he wasn't. I always wish he, he was home, but he was out on the road a lot. They took me around the world with him. You know, we went to Mexico, uh, you know, we went to different places and I documented it. They, I was like, you know, they're a photographer. Right. Um, and Frankie uh, was always very protective over Kevin, you know, right. and he kind of, you know, he, he liked me because he let me do what I do. He trusted me, but it, you know, it took a little bit, but that first shoot kind of won him over. Right. And, uh, and we've been, you know, close up until then, you know, up until, you know, recently when he, a uh, couple months ago, he actually, I wanted his address cause I wanted to send him a copy of the book and cause quiet riots featured in there quite, quite a bit in right. 1983. And I wanted him to get a copy. So he, you know, gave me, said, you know, how you doing? And he asked, he asked me if, if I could personalize it. <laughs> of, of course, you know, you know, and, uh, he was thankful. And, uh, I really wanted, uh, uh, I mean, I wanted him to be on, on this, yeah. you know, on this because, uh, you know, not because of his illness. I didn't really, you know, I mean, he's, he's already very vocal about that through Eddie Trunk and other media, but I, I wanted to talk to him about our, us back in the day. Oh. Yeah. our relationship about that photo shoot you know about um uh you know why he decided to paint it and, yeah. and, and you know what i what i what i'm very um you know admirable of and admire frankie is that you know when he did get sick he he was out there with it and he wasn't you know hiding away in his house you know not not making the most of every single day that he could because he you know if you you know if you look at the things he said and the interviews he did you know he he said he was going down fighting and he was going to play until he couldn't play anymore. And, you know, a lot of guys who lived through that experience and are at the absolute highest of highs, you know, we could tend to hide and just let, you know, the, the future come to them, but he really grabbed it and, and did everything he could to make the most of every day, you know, that he possibly could. And, you know, I find that incredibly admirable and, you know, it's obviously a big loss. Um, you know, to the overall community and to the world, you know, he was, he's a fighter, you know, and he really, you know, everything with the music and taking the band and managing the band himself for 20, 30 years, almost, you know, that's a big undertaking and, you know, you got to have balls. Right. So, you know, kudos yeah. to him, obviously, you know, I'd love to know about jumping on a plane touring the world with those guys. Cause they have to have, you know, anyone that lets you on a plane with them as a photographer, you know, and touring the world or in a bus for months or weeks on end has to have an incredible amount of trust in you, you know, to, to not jeopardize whatever it is, you know, they're doing and we're seeing, and, you know, that's, that's, that's very intimate bringing someone to capture it on film, you know, so I'd love to know anything you could tell us about some of those experiences and um, different things you saw, obviously that you can talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, that yeah. back memories of those times. Well, it was the Mexico trip that really stands out. Um, and uh, they were, this was 86. So, you know, they were starting, they weren't, they weren't peaking in America anymore, but anywhere else they went, they were like, they were like the Beatles and the Mexico crowd was unbelievable. Uh, they were, we were treated like, like uh, Kings, you know, we had the hotel rooms, the, the big suites, 
we went power sailing. I remember when power sailing and fishing and did everything the tourists do. Um, and I was just one of them, you know, I, they just, I was their buddy. And, uh, you know, I was, it, it, you know, when, when you, you start with a band, when they're kind of starting, uh, it's, you know, it's a little easier for them to trust you because, uh, there's no hidden agenda and, and they, you know, they liked me. I like them. Like some bands I don't get along with most of them I do, but they were special. They were special right. for sure. Yeah. And you know, they, they had such an image, right? Like, when they came up, like every, everything about them was um, cool, right? And it wasn't overboard, but it was, it was very like image centric. Like every, you know, if you look at each member of that band, whether it was when Randy was in the band to Carlos, you know, to, at any time, Kevin in the crazy striped outfits, like they were a very visual band besides being just guys that came out and rocked in your face, right? I mean, Mental Health couldn't yeah. have a better title for that, that album. Right. And, you know, it just really, it, it was very yeah. fitting. And, you know, you helped shape their image and let the world see it through the magazines and the album sleeves and all of those things. And, you know, it's really um, a sad time, but certainly a time to celebrate. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to celebrate the times of, of our friends that are no longer with us and friends that are with us. Um, you know, Quiet Riot, it was the MTV era. And they, yep. they hit the nail on the head with those videos and their songs and, you know everything they did um i was lucky enough to be in there for the ride uh and bring to the fans through the magazines uh their image and their persona that they wanted to show and uh they weren't shy they were i mean they, they let me shoot them uh in towels while they're going into the shower you know like kidding around they, you know i remember there's a shot of, i shot of kevin he was in his underwear and and uh and it just goofing around and i was like you know, is it okay to send this out? He goes, yeah, of course, you know? <laughs> so, you know, they have sense of, sense of humor. Those, you know, Frankie and Kevin and, and Carlos and Rudy, they, they have sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, they let me shoot it. They let me capture it. And, uh, and their music will definitely live on and inspire new people and new rockers out there. Yeah, it's awesome. And certainly through amazing photos in, in your book and, and, you know, everywhere, um, you know, so, and it just really wanted to take, thanks for taking the time to kind of talk about some of your experiences with, with Frankie, obviously it's a very sad passing, um, but the music definitely lives on. So. Absolutely. I actually did an interview with him in 2016 for my other site, Rock Scene, and, uh, and he talks about his beginnings. Those, right. interv those interviews are about like when they first got their instruments up to their fame. So uh, it's, it, it's, interesting and to hear his story and how hard he worked and how amazing he was i mean i didn't know he was in steppenwolf you yeah. know you know in, in the early days and then he formed this band and that band and met this one and then he came around i mean what stories he has yeah uh, you know when people talk about him too they 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 never realize he played in wasp for a while like a good amount of time he was you know playing drums in wasp which is you know, when I think about Wasp, I have different thoughts, <laughs> but, you know, great, another great band from, you know, the era that had, um, you know, some really great music come out of them. And, you know, he, everything he touched, he was, you know, an incredible musicianship and really um, lucky people around him, for sure. So to find all this amazing stuff, um, make sure you head to the Decade That Rocked, see great pictures, and you can buy things and Get in touch with Mark and us on every way you can imagine. Um, 
and just stay tuned for some more great stuff coming.